Hello and welcome to this new life program coming to you from Adventist All Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Today, Brother Ian Mose will talk about the cross of Calvary during the Bible segment. Before that, we'll be having Fred Bill Oteno to conclude on the topic of worry. We also have great tunes that will be coming your way. To start off, here's Kolel Choir with the song Monamke.
I'm glad that you're still keeping me company. Here's today's health segment by Fred Bill Otieno. Welcome. Listener, having seen that worry originates from fear, you then have the capability to tame or rather control it. Your brain can adapt and respond to various happenings which are in the surrounding. You can't give yourself a new brain, but you can change its way of response to various occurrences in life. With this, you can be reassured to do away with fears and doubt and thus become reset and back in the initial right track. You can therefore change your direction for your realization of a better situation and condition of life. You may have at one time experienced some worry in life that was noted to be quite different in the way it affected you. It may have been observed going on for an expected longer time. Well, let me point it out that such a situation is bound to make life scary and insecure. And the experience persistence may be due to you not having knowledge on how and where to get support. You therefore require some connection with people, for it will increase your feeling of power and on sharing your experiences with one. This will equally reduce your sense of being vulnerable to fear and worry. Listener, there are various ways of dealing with worry, just in case it happens to emerge in your life. Worry can be controlled using medication, given that it is a health condition. Our researchers have developed quite a number of medications to treat worry and set a victim free. For a short-time intervention of worry, benzodiazepines such as Valium will do the job to set you right. This treats anxiety and worry by shutting down the alarm system in the brain. However, when using Valium, you need to be careful as the medicine tends to be addictive when used for some time. Also, use of alcohol while on this medication is dangerous, as the two may react unfavorably in your body. For those who have some fear in public speaking, they equally have their own treatment. Well, there's no more worry for you if you're such a person, since beta blockers such as propanolol and inderel have been developed to free you from that state. It is associated with specific conditions of worry and a low dose may be taken an hour or so before the public performance. It reduces tremor, rapid beating of the heart, and sweating, often noted while speaking in public or while you are the center of attention in some place. Better blockers, however, have some side effects and thus an asthma patient needs to avoid them. Also, antidepressants play an important role in the treatment of worry. Antidepressants such as Prozac and Zoloft are born to heal one's mind, especially conditions such as headaches, among others. This medication also heals panic disorder and makes you more fresh and healthy by alleviating the previously experienced pain. Equally, Wellbutrin antidepressant has been identified to having the potential of removing worry associated with depression. Worry that comes due to fear of rejection and stress can be cured by inhibitors such as Nardil. 
This requires change in diet, and thus you are advised to avoid wine, cheese, and chocolate while on its treatment. Listener, though medication treats worry, it is good also to understand that this is not the only control for the condition. At first you may realize that you may have to understand the real cause of worry before seeking treatment. It may be due to anxiety, depression, or trauma. This is to say, other ways to contain worry may even be you facing it head on. It sounds quite surprising, I know, but having identified what makes you worried, you can then develop a treatment plan for it, and this can be one of it. Yes, exposing yourself gradually to the things that you fear, such as height, is beneficial and necessary for you. Also important is treating your brain to deal with situations that occur again and again. This is by learning new mental skills, not forgetting to focus on the positive feeling. Such a feeling listener will give you some greater and better change in life that you will of course admire. While undergoing worry, you also need to monitor your thoughts. This may occur whenever you receive bad news or noticing some danger in your life. For your information, creativity in dealing with worry will help you quite a big deal. It is vital for you to remember that worry is bound to paralyze and thus prevent you from taking any positive action. With this, you may therefore need to make some concrete plans which will help you eliminate worry before it occurs. You'll need to evaluate the problem, set up a plan to work on it before you get to act or work on it. Such a structure listener reduces the risk of worrying you. As I would like to let you know that better coordination lays the foundation for every nice plan. More so, exercising forms part of what you may need to do to fight worry. It removes tension, reduces excess aggression and frustration, thus enhancing well-being in your life. It will also improve your sleep, help remove the tendency to overeat, brings to normal your concentration as it reduces the chances of you having a distracted mind. Since this brings healing to the body, it is also therefore healing to the mind. Daily exercising can help you reduce anxiety and worry. Under an acute attack, such as in an office, you can stand up and walk a bit up and down the stairs in an effort to have a calm mind on resuming your duties. Also vital listener is prayer and meditation. You need to pray and meditate when the state of your brain is not well. Talk to God when you feel worried and simply have some relaxing time and realize some beneficial change in the brain. Note that extended and regular prayer reduces the chances of worry in your mind. And also get to learn that worry, especially a little bit of it, is important to make one survive. According to researchers, worry gives you an opportunity to learn from whatever has happened and improve on it. With this, it thus becomes only but a small challenge in life that will need to be worked on and open up an avenue for more success. Listener, this brings us to the end of today's health segment. It has been brought to you by Fred Billy Ojeda.
those who just joined us, this is Adventist All Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mahangin. Do not forget to send your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 4276, code 001 Nairobi, Kenya. You can also email us at awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Like Show me how 
Yesu wangu unisaidie Yesu Yesu wangu unisaidie It is now time to get our spiritual nourishment from Brother Ian Mose. Welcome. I greet you, dear listener, in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our study today and feel at the feet of Jesus. The topic of our study is the cross of Calvary. I am representer Ian Musi. Only a few of us understand the real meaning of Christ's suffering and death on that cross. We have only a dim comprehension of the conflict he passed through and the kind of agonizing death he experienced. Could our eyes be opened to grasp the true significance of his sacrifice, there would be no more miserable collaborating with Satan. Our weakness will be turned into courage and victory. The Bible writers struggled to explain in human language the mysterious incarnation and atoning death of the Son of God. Often, we weep under the power of their inspired testimony. We get glimpses that boggle our minds, but still, we are only scratching the surface of a subject which we will continue unfolding for all eternity. Paul wrote, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 8 These sublime words describe the condensation of Jesus from the throne to the manager and then to the cross. There is not an illustration in all the vast reaches of time or space that could probably portray what Jesus did. Sometimes we try to fabricate imaginary circumstances to convey the idea of his sacrifice. A diseased pack of wild dogs is described, covered with many scabs and running sores. It is postulated that if one human being would only submit to become one of the dogs, the entire pack could be saved from imminent death. Could anyone be found who would voluntarily lay aside his human condition and suffer the unspeakable indignity of turning into a dog? Dramatic as it may sound, that is a feeble illustration of the humiliation of the divine Son of God. We cannot grasp the glory and position from which he separated when he emptied himself and came into the condemned dying family of Adam. This is why it is so difficult for Christians to grasp the atonement. Why do so many treat casually the events of the cross? Surely because they do not understand what their salvation cost the Son of God. It is only when we know the cost of something that we begin to appreciate it. 
we value most highly that which requires the greatest investment. All of us have encountered people who display a mystifying indifference toward the sacrifice of Christ. It was easy to see why many people are so non-committal toward the cross of Christ. Even though they had been around Christians all there and had hundreds of sermons, they hold the typical martyr view of the death of Jesus. It is simply not true that he died just like all the thousands of others who were crucified on the cross around the wall of Jerusalem. There can be no comparison. Christ did not die because of the nails, spear, or physical abuse. No amount of blows or pain could have produced the agonies of the cross. Others were enduring the same torture of the flesh, but none died from the same causes which took the life of the Son of God. His death was different. How was it different? What kind of death did he suffer? The Bible says that he, by the grace of God, should taste the death for every man. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9. Think of that for a moment. He died my death and yours and every other person's. How could that be? Will we not have to suffer our own death experience at the end of our days? Yes, we will. And therein lies the misery and the wonder of what he did for us. He did not take our place in passing through the first death. He experienced the second death for every soul who has ever been born. It is so important that we distinguish between the first and the second deaths. Only then will we be able to understand why God the Father turned away from his Son on the cross. Angels were not permitted to minister to him. Jesus had to be treated as though he were guilty of every terrible sin which has ever been committed. Under the weight of that condemnation and guilt, he sweat great drops of blood and fell fainting to the ground in the garden. On Golgotha's hill, shut off from the approving presence of his father, he cried in torment, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Matthew chapter 27 verse 46 Do you begin to see what some overlooked? He did not sense the real suffering of the cross and therefore had no true understanding of the cost of salvation. We shall attempt to expose some of those hidden costs which some did not recognize and which many today do not properly appraise. Paul wrote, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 Several fundamental questions are raised by these words of Paul. If only one man sinned, why did all have to die? Do people have to pay the penalty for other men's sins? When Adam was in the Garden of Eden, he represented every person who would ever be born. As the head of the race, he stood before God as though he were every man. You and I were there, represented by the genes and chromosomes which later produced the hereditary pattern of Adam's children. As partakers of his body and mind, all his descendants had to be affected by what affected him. He is our father, and there are laws of heredity which reproduce the genetic pattern from age to age. What happened to Adam which also affected his children? God placed him on probation in that original paradise. The test was simple and direct. Obey and live, disobey and die. We remember so well the story of the tree in the midst of the garden. God said, In the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Genesis chapter 2 verse 17. His continued existence in the perfect atmosphere of Eden depended upon obedience.
Adam's happy future was conditional upon staying away from the forbidden tree, but he did not meet the condition. No provision had been made to remove the penalty or lighten it. The issue was clear-cut. Obey and live, disobey and die. At the age of 930, the sentence was fully carried out, and Adam died and was buried. All of Adam's children were born after his nature had become depraved through sin. They could inherit only what their father had to give, so they were born with a sinful, fallen nature. Please note that they did not inherit the guilt of their father, but only his weakened, sin-loving nature. There is no such thing as original sin in the sense that Adam's descendants were accountable for his sin. It is true that they also were subject to death just like Adam, but their death was not the punishment for Adam's sin. They died because they had received a mortal nature through the laws of heredity. Their death resulted from the degenerated constitution which Adam transmitted to his offspring. Only Adam's death was the punishment for his sin. Dear listener, the wages of sin have not depreciated. It still leads to eternal death today. It's my prayer that you can choose eternal life. Amen. Thank you for your time, listener, and God bless you. I was your presenter, Ian Musa. hope that you've been blessed just like I was. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of our show for today. Feel free to give your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00100 Nairobi, Kenya. You can also drop us an email at awrnairobi at ak.adventist.org. Have a blessed and a fruitful day as you continue to listen to other shows. Be sure to join us tomorrow. I've been a presenter, Samuel Mangi. Shetani, sina uwezo wa kukabiliana.